0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to 24 Shades of Blue. My name is Anime, and I am your host for this podcast talking about everything related to the Toronto Police Service. Have you heard of America's Most Wanted list? Well, have you thought about Canada's version? Today, we're going to be talking just about that. I have two guests with us today. Please help me welcome Director Max Lengloa and Inspector Ken Taylor. Welcome.
1: Thank you. Hello.
0: Okay. What is this BOLO program? Tell me about it.
2: So BOLO stands for Be On The Lookout. Uh, It's a program that amplifies priority most wanted notices issued by Canadian police services. Our objective is to encourage Canadians to be on the lookout for Canada's most wanted. And we do that by reaching Canadians at the right time, at the right place and using the right means.
0: And what, what do you do in the BOLO program, you specifically?
2: So when I say amplify, it's a carefully chosen word because when you amplify something, you don't create the sound, you just boost it. So we boost the sound that's issued by police services in cooperation with them. But that translates into massive advertisement campaigns, billboards, bus shelter ads. Facebook advertisement, uh, Instagram advertisement, and so on.
0: Mm, And, and Inspector, what is your part in the Bolo program? Well,
1: it's not not just my part, but policing part. What happens uh, and how Bolo ultimately ends up getting involved is we have an occurrence. So... For example, let's say there's a murder taking place, so uh, the, it's investigated by the police, by the homicide squad, and then if they're fortunate enough through evidence, they get an arrest or they they get somebody uh, suspect that they have enough evidence to produce uh, that they get an arrest warrant for this person. and uh, in my experience, we'll give everybody an opportunity, all the TPS through our connections to try and locate this accused. But at some point, We may fail, and we can't. Well, they may have scounded to the country. Mm -hmm. They may be hiding in plain sight in the city. We, you know, we may not know where they are, but. There's a warrant for their arrest. We do not need any evidence. We don't. The evidence is prepared, ready for court. All we need is the person that uh, is under arrest and a warrant. Uh, we have to get that person under arrest. So that's, our, that's when we get involved. In, and uh, under my command, I have the uh, Fugitive Squad and the Provincial Rope Squad. And basically, uh, if there's a warrant outstanding, uh, we would be on the lookout or using all our investigative techniques to try and find this person.
0: So let me summarize and get this straight. Are we talking about the BOLO program as a separate entity compared to the Toronto Police, but we work together in solving this?
2: That's correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hand and in hand.
0: Hand in hand. And so the main goal of the BOLO program is to list, let's say, the 25 topped fugitives, and the public is there to help us identify them. That's correct. And so to continue on, where does the public find this list?
2: First of all, at boloprogram.org. But the public's going to come across a lot of these uh, cases and that list on their daily lives as they go to the store, as they go to work, as they pick up their children at a daycare, so on and so forth. Uh, We want people, we want that information to go to people and not the the other way around. That's important for BOLO because we're asking people to be on the lookout. So if we ask you to do something, well, we're going to help you at least by bringing the information to you.
0: Well, help me understand, how does the list get distributed?
2: Uh, So we uh, conduct a number of amplification campaigns. So you're going to see the suspects we feature on billboards, on uh, bus shelter ads, on uh, transit advertisement. Uh, We've hired ad trucks before. That's for the outdoor or traditional campaigning. Now, for the digital component, because obviously we need to be very active online, uh, we mostly use Facebook and Instagram as the advertisement platform, but we've used Twitter in the past. We've used other platforms like Google as well. So we really try like any advertisement you'll, you're you going to see. Usually we're trying to use these platforms for to make sure that you see that information. That's important for public safety.
0: And so I, I think this question goes for both of you because you work hand in hand. How do we determine who is on the BOLO list?
2: So we work, you know, and you can compliment, but uh, uh, so the BOLO program is a committee and there are seven people in that committee. I chair the committee and we have six fugitive investigators from different police services, including uh, TPS. And the objective of that committee is to look at case submissions we receive from our police partners. And from there, we look at our requirements and we look at the cases and then it's the job of the committee to come up with this new top 25, like the one we announced last week.
0: And then you also talked about requirements. What are those requirements?
2: So uh, typically, there must be a Canada wide warrant. Uh, It must be a major crime. Uh, Major crime is very subjective. But, uh, you know, we're talking shoplifting will be excluded. Uh, We're talking about uh, human trafficking, aggravated assault, manslaughter, uh, attempted murder, murder. Those are the typical cases we have. There are other requirements, like there must have been uh, a most wanted notice issued by the police service already. We only work with public information, so it's important for us that there be communications out there about the suspect. And then there are other factors we take into account, for example, the community impact, uh, the impact on the victims or the survivors. Uh, It is not an exact science. You know, we use our our procedures, necessarily and the case submissions, but we need to use our judgment as well as a committee.
0: Mm -hmm. And so I I heard that there's reward money. How, How is that determined? Who distributes it? How do we get that money?
2: So that's really for the BOLO program to determine. So the committee helps to rank cases, but it's for the BOLO program and myself as a director of BOLO to determine which money we have available for which case and which suspect. And
0: how does TPS get involved at this point in terms of figuring out this list, opinions, money warranted, anything of the contribution there?
1: So when uh, this BOLO program started, it's up to the individual investigators to present their case to uh, one of the persons who's on this BOLO committee who happens to work for me in the fugitive squad, uh, Detective Sergeant Mayor malik So he will take a look at all the various cases coming in hold-up squad sexual assault homicide one of the factors that uh, I am, uh, I, I believe is very, very important when um, the BOLO committee is deciding which ones to amplify and which ones to, obviously uh, the serious offense, you know, danger to the public. Um, but another thing we have to think about is what are the chances of finding this person? If somebody is in, you know, like, okay, the information, I'm the investigator in charge of the homicide case, and I believe he's in uh, Rome, Italy. Well, that's not... one that we would probably amplify because we're looking to find this person locally and what we're looking for is oh i know him and i can make two hundred and fifty thousand dollars oh good by the way here crime stoppers here's a and i know where he's sitting like he's sitting in this bar or he's sitting in this coffee shop and uh, just why don't you come and get him and then Mm -hmm. whatever happens after that so for for a police service no matter what area policing you're in this is a luxury and it's it's um it's been so it's been so um well you're going to talk about a lot of the successes in a few minutes I'm sure but it's been amazing for public safety to have Bolo on board because there's been a number of occasions where these people have been arrested but I'm making my point that we want part of the decision-making process at this stage is what are the chances of finding these people
0: mm-hmm. you talked about success stories I'd like to hear some of those
2: yes yeah, so so there have been many because bolo uh, turned five years last week so it's five years of operations now so out of the 46 suspects we featured uh before last week's update uh so 46 suspects between may 1st 2018 and april 30th 2023 it's 18 who were located so 40 percent more or less uh so there have been many success stories across the country. It's not for Bolo to take the credit for these arrests. Actually, we're quite the opposite. You know, we don't arrest anyone. We amplify so the police get more tips and the police can investigate and the police can arrest dangerous suspects to make our communities safer. Uh, it's happened in the past that police services have mentioned publicly that, oh, this suspect will not have been arrested without Bolo. And it's nice, We're you know, okay, we did well, you know, we're going to take the credit, uh, but we don't need, we don't uh, know what's happening during these investigations. It's not our job. We only work with public information. But there's been, so in Toronto, uh, I think one of the famous, quote unquote, uh, Uh, apprehension there there was last year was uh, when we launched our original top 25 on April 26, 2022. And the the number one suspect uh, named Abilazez Mohammed was wanted for murder. Uh, So we announced the top 25 in the morning and during the evening he was arrested.
0: That's Uh, incredible. uh,
2: Within 12 hour period. I don't know all the details, but he was arrested in the GTA.
0: Can you walk me through that process if you remember it? So you released his name and the list. Someone saw him?
2: So uh, obviously it was already wanted. So the information about Mr. Abilaz's Mohammed being wanted was out there and available to the public already. And it had been for a number of months. Uh, but what we did that day is that we announced he was it was, was uh, topping our top 25 uh, being the number one with a reward of up to $250,000, uh, an unprecedented reward for Bolo. And uh, I think that day, uh, the Bolo program truly achieved, uh, I'm going to call it media domination uh, because it was new and, uh, you know, everybody on the GTA, in the GTA was on the lookout uh, and, uh, you know, a tip came in. And I don't know, it's not for me to comment on how and where the suspect was arrested. There's a number of information that was uh, released, but... and within twelve hours, the suspect was in custody.
0: That's incredible. So, this bolo program, there is evidence it does work, and we should continue doing this. That's what it sounds like.
1: Like I explained earlier, is there's a lot of hard work go into investigation, uh, investigating the whatever case it is, um, and you know, you come to an end, and you can't you just can't find the person, but your case is there, and it's very frustrating as an investigator when you um, you have all your case, it's all prepared, and all you're ready to go to court, and and you just don't have a body to put in front of the court. So um, this is another uh, avenue of investigation and it, and it, it doesn't cost the police service anything. It doesn't cost the taxpayers of whatever city this is being amplified in anything. And it's just, it's, it's amazing. The, 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 the way that they amplify these cases, like you can't, a billboard, you go into the TTC, you can't help but not see these people. So the added feature now of the uh, of the rewards uh, really helps too. And if you know, if some all all the police, no matter what case it is, if it goes to bolo, the only thing that the police are looking for is where is he or where is she. Then the police will go and arrest that person, and that's that's we don't need any more evidence. The evidence is already is ready for court. So that's that is very frustrating. And the bolo program takes a lot of the frustration away, as as Max said. Uh, Uh, the number one um, uh, of the top 25 last year was arrested within 12 hours. I think it was less than that, but now that kind of sets a precedent. So I was at the launch on Monday and I'm hoping that the number one guy gets arrested in the top 12 hours, but he hasn't, but we're still hopeful and, you know there's tips coming in on all these people all the time, and uh, all it's going to take is one to tell us where the person is. and
2: the uh, you know a good analogy is to refer to the toolbox. So when uh, there's an investigation about a fugitive, the police service has a toolbox, and there are a lot of tools in there, obviously. But when you've used a lot of these tools, And, you know, you're realizing, well, this guy is very difficult to catch. You may grab the Bolo tool, which is a bit of a last resort tool. Because if you're getting there, you've exhausted a lot of these different uh, techniques that you may use. Uh, But it's certainly a very impactful uh, tool that has, like we discussed, brought results in the past.
0: So I'm curious as a person of, of the public. My confidentiality. What what does that look like? I, I, I want to be anonymous, or mm-hmm. I don't want to be anonymous. How how do you address that?
2: There. So and bolo has already worked with the police and crime stoppers. So if you have something to say, first of all, say it. Mm-hmm. And to say it, you can call nine one one or the police. Obviously, the police will uh, and can can talk about this, but will uh, keep your. Uh, information confidential. But if you want to be completely anonymous, there's that beautiful channel called Crime Stoppers. You can call them 24-7, 365 days a year. They will take your information and your identity is completely anonymous. They, they don't want to know your name. They don't want to know where you're calling from. That's irrelevant. That's irrelevant for them for any information you may have to provide on any crime it's even more irrelevant for these fugitive investigations because like it was described earlier the police are just looking for the location of the suspect they're not looking for witnesses they're not looking for evidence they have all that already so Call, if you want to be anonymous and be sure you're completely anonymous, call Crime Stoppers.
0: And you mentioned one thing, actually. So you only want to look at the location. And I just want to bring it back to that. When you described who's on the list, you're looking for someone who's, it's probable that they're still in Canada. What happens if they are in another country and how do you work with other countries and your BOLO list or their BOLO list?
1: If uh, as further the investigation, now we have BOLO is involved. So basically we've done everything we can from a police service. We're just looking for the, uh, the accused. Um, so, if, if, through information, if like once a BOLO amplifies their program and we get tips. Now, BOLO doesn't do anything with the tips. They come directly to the police through Crime Stoppers or however however the tip comes. Uh, it'll end up on the investigator's desk who's in charge of one of those top 25 investigations. So if, the, if it comes across and it says, OK, the person's out of the country. So we'll investigate and then um, we'll uh, see what. Uh, what other investigative techniques we can use if you know wh- whether we have connections in whatever country these uh, people are it's like part of our job in fugitive is we deal with fugitives that are worldwide so we have connections all over the world so um you know they they just because they skip canada and they're charged with a very serious offense uh, that doesn't mean that we can't bring them back to canada so um we would investigate that fully through our connections through the fugitive squad here in toronto and, uh, and see what happens, see where that gets us, and if it gets us any closer to uh, the person being arrested. So it's true that typically the Bolo program uh, focuses on
2: Canadian cases for which suspects are deemed to be in Canada. Uh, there may be exceptions. There's been a number of exceptions in the past. So, for example, if we're a Canadian program, but we may campaign on a foreign suspect being in Canada. Because if the suspect is from the U.S., for example and deemed to be here is posing a threat to our communities. So it will be irresponsible for us to discard the case because it's a foreign suspect. We may campaign abroad in some specific situations, For example, if uh, Inspector Taylor and his team find out, well, he is in a European country, well, they're going to do everything they can. We can campaign there as well, if need be. But that will be an exception. We are a Canadian program focused on Canada.
0: That makes sense. Do you have any last messages for our listeners? Um, Anything, a call to action of what you hope that they can help with the BOLO program?
2: Be on the lookout. (laughs) You know, for me, it's, It's very important to, if you, you don't need to have something to say to call in a tip, you just may know something. If you're not sure, if you have that doubt, well, I went to school with that suspect or, you know, I, no information is too little to be reported. I think that will be. And why is that?
0: I'm just, just curiosity. Because
2: in these investigations and, and the inspector can confirm, the investigators don't leave any stone unturned. Okay. And if you're there, if you're at that step of the investigation, you're asking the public for information, they want, they want the information to come.
1: I can tell you that all the information that comes into uh, into the Toronto Police Service and all police services across Canada is respected and uh, will be investigated. And uh, like like uh, Max said, there's nothing nothing too small. We can be as an investigator, we can be uh, the decision makers with respect to what that information. Whether it's you know if it's if it's doesn't help, well at least you tried. And and when it when in relation to the bolo program is all we're looking for is where this person is, and we'll send our people out to get them, and it's a success.
0: Exactly, and and just to summarize that, I think all information is important, and if you are receiving all of these calls sim- of similar nature. Are of similar sort of area, anecdotally, that might trigger something, right? Anecdotally, we're getting more messages and maybe that gives more weight to investigate that. And, and that just could be it.
2: And I can tell you like a couple of the cases for which we saw results with BOLO, that's exactly what happened. You know, dozens of tips came in and at some, at some point as an investigator, which I'm not, uh, but my understanding is that, well, they got, there was a lot of noise and then the signal at some point came because, well, it's A plus B plus C. Well, you know, that's got to that's be him. And they made an arrest. So, you know, you you must not know something. You may just believe you know something to call in a tip. And don't forget, there's very there are steep incentives to call in and major rewards offered up to a quarter million dollars. So don't hesitate.
0: Absolutely. Thank you so much to I both have of you. something for you. Me? What is that? Well,
2: I would like you to be on the locale. Okay. So I got you our Bolo swag box.
0: Thank you so much from the Bolo program. And thank you to both of you for joining us. Again, it's very important for all of our viewers and listeners to be on the lookout. Uh, And it's very important for us to create a safe environment for all of our communities. Thank you so much for joining us. And thank you everyone for listening in on 24 Shades of Blue. My name is Anime and I'll see you at the next episode.